and welcome back to Facts Not Fiction Podcast, the I Said What I Said edition. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this intro. What's so funny? <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on something apparently is very funny. I just want y'all to know that. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us on this other another episode of Facts Not Fiction, that I Say What I Said edition. And I just want to introduce my lovely ladies, Shanice. Hello. Alea. Hello. And our always special featured guest, Johnny McHildery. Hi. Gotta say her old name, McHildery. That's a good last name. Thank you. Like that. <laughs> How have you guys been? Really Pretty good. I'm doing well. Everybody good? Overall. That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody good. doing just good. Just great. I'm doing great. Ah! Amen. <laughs> I that in my spirits. Just good for you, Alea. I'm great. Great? Mm-hmm. Just good for you, Johnny. Fantastic. Pretty good. You know, always things to work on, but overall, pretty good. I got like that professional answer with this podcast. Just, just nice and professional. Look at that nice, smiling <laughs> black face. Yes. Professional black face. <laughs> Which brings us into the topic tonight, Alea. What are we talking about? Code switching and professionalism. Um, this is a very, very great topic to me because I feel like where I used to work, um, I always felt the need to, to help out, you know, young African-American people who are trying to, of course, get into, oh, why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm very interested in what you just say, young Black American people. I'm, I'm very interested in that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of the times I would interview them and I felt like, you know, they just need a little bit more guidance on, and it's not so much, I'm not asking anyone to change themselves, but just understand that your approach to getting a position or being in a position the person is me very important. Say the Said yes, I've had several situations with <laughs> someone, but I, I feel like a big thing too is people will see another African-American and automatically get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations. Yeah, put me down. Like, you know, you just automatically think you have the position because, granted, you may have saw a lot of white people. You see this black person interviewing you and just just know that they're going to help you through the door. Um, but yeah, I've definitely had someone say the N-word in an interview, got very comfortable. Um, people coming into an interview and not dressed very well. That's a big thing. So one of the first things I look at, um, certain things that you don't say, like don't don't tell me that you got into a fight at your last job. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what makes you think I want to hire you? Really? <laughs> um, and then just in general, realizing that mm-hmm. there's still professionalism that's needed regardless of what race you are mm-hmm. and don't just assume that because your manager or whoever is interviewing you you don't have to come with that same professionalism that the other person did um that was a big thing for me as i did a lot of interviews and they were typically younger you know just probably doing something part-time while they're in school or um i worked just like you john a in the jackson ward area just literally like two streets up from us so you also had you know people just kind of coming in it was quick on their route from uh their other job and coming in looking for a job because they walk past it every day um a big thing for me is just understanding professionalism and why it's so important in you know, just in business in general. Um, Johnny, how do you feel about professionalism? I mean, I think it's important. I mean, you know, you don't want to be someone that you're not, but I think it's always still a fine line. Like if you're at work versus hanging out with your friends versus even being with your family, like you're going to maybe talk a different way. Like you ain't going to be like with your friends, like, like, Oh, Hey, you know, just all the slang. And then you in the, the, um, at your job trying to, you know, help people come in clients and, you know, uh, customers, you're not going to just be saying the same kinds of things that you're saying with another group of people. So you have to, you know, be mindful of like how, you know, you're dressing and how you're speaking. Not that you have to like change up, but just like the kind of words that you're using. You have exactly. to be because things can be interpreted different ways, especially even with like your tone or your like your facial expression. Right. So I'll say one thing that it didn't bother me, but it kind of made me think like 
not everyone understands professionalism on the level that I feel like I do. But people would always say things like, oh, you put your white girl voice on. Mm -hmm. And all I did was literally just talk proper. That's it. It's it's Mm -hmm. nothing about being white. It's nothing. It's just this is professionalism. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not using slang as I'm talking to this person on the phone. Why would I? Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. But it's it's always to me something where people would automatically like say that, oh, you know, LA is an Oreo or anything like that, just because I'm I'm professionally talking Mm -hmm. while I'm at work. Yeah. Um, you're being politically correct, and that means you're white, right? Exactly. Because black people cannot be, yeah, you can only do like yo yo, nigga, what's up? Like, what y'all doing? What you you doing over there? Yeah, (laughs) not how are you? Like, thank you, welcome. Like, what? Why we can't talk like that? There is no such thing as talking black or talking white. I mean, you know, I I used to, when I was growing up, there would be kids and like people that would say, you talk white. I'm just like, I just talk proper. (laughs) There's no such thing. Because I've heard different races talk, you know, a certain way. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. I will definitely say, I feel like we sometimes as African-Americans are already walking through the door with a stereotype over our head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my Mm -hmm. biggest thing is the people that I hired, I wanted to make sure they could prove that they weren't a stereotype. stereotype. Mm -hmm. So whenever I did hire people, you know, through the door, I told you, look, we are very professional here. You know, the slang will not be tolerated. I have a script for every single thing that we did at the hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was just from giving somebody keys or checking an ID or perfect example, when your car declines, I don't like for them to use the term decline because it's a very bad look for some people. Mm-hmm. I just say, you know, well, the transaction did not process correctly or, you know, mm-hmm. for some reason, your card's not processing in our system. That to mm-hmm. me is not talking, of course, white. It's just handling the situation. Oh, your car mm-hmm. declined. You know, that that's not a, oh, a yeah. good way to let someone know that their card is not working that's really good that you did that because i remember being at like Kohl's. like i was like my first job was 17 so there would be times i had to run the register because i was on the floor like in the departments but when they needed help i would go to the register and i had people come they were like their card would decline but i didn't use that phrase i mean i didn't know anybody that was my first job but i would like whisper like your card didn't through you know just so everybody would hear them in the back because that's embarrassing right so some people need to learn that right you know that's one big thing i was busy better ways to convey the message without using slang or without Mm -hmm. you know using very negative words um one big thing too and i always said that i was gonna do it when i was there but have like a like a class, like maybe like in the community to where, where you know, helping them to get about jobs. It, be about it. I said it a few times. I mean, I, it's, it's definitely something I want to start, but I've just noticed from where I used to work and just where a lot of young, typically African American people who come in and just, I feel like maybe they didn't have direction on, you know, mm-hmm. the best way to get a job. Like, first things first is how you come in. Don't come in with your white tee and your boots on and you know, jeans. You know, because they used to teach that in school. That's what I thought. They don't teach yeah, us that. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was like a business class that you had to be in or something like that. Maybe like, um, what is it, home ec, home ec or something like it that? It wasn't home ec. It was like, was it economics? Where you had to actually run um, a business or something like that? Yes, yeah, I don't know. That was home business. But I don't mm-hmm. think it was like running a business or anything like that. But like, I remember in high school, I definitely came like every Wednesday we had to wear a suit, but I cannot remember what class it was, right? Yeah, yeah. I cannot it wasn't everybody, class. it was a certain class, right? And that's, just, that's the thing, mm-hmm. you need to make it like, but then it's also like not just the schools, it's like the household as well. It's like, right, don't leave mm-hmm. the house out just dressed any kind of way going to an interview. Like, my mom to this day, I'm 28, almost 29 years old to this day, I'd be like, Oh, I'm wearing this certain such an event. She's like, oh, no, you're not. Like, don't wear that. Uh, don't do that. Like, wear something like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, check it in the home first. Like, you know, your child, like, yeah, I'm going to go apply for a job. And you in Tim's and some jeans and a t shirt. Like, that's not a good look. Wear your suit at, baby. Wear your tie. Like, right. 
your dress socks, your dress shoes, like you know, coming out of high school. Some people don't even have those things. I mean, though. that's true though. Yeah, that's Some true. people don't even have like I remember I think it was we were working at CC's and they were telling us like they didn't even own clothing that was like that. I was like, wow. So, awful. Can yeah. I ask you this? This might be I don't want this to come out the wrong way to our listeners. But what kind of clothes did they wear outside of work? Like just like street clothes, like tennis shoes, jeans, t-shirts. Like were they like name brand tennis shoes, jeans, t-shirts? Because I'm like, do you not own clothes or do you not want to own clothes? Because there's a difference of not having the funds yeah. to purchase these items versus choosing not to buy them. I don't remember it being too many name brands, but then again, I don't pay attention that closely. Gotcha. But I will say like they just didn't grow up in an environment where they needed it. Mm. So I feel like they just didn't. That's the reason they're saying that they don't have it because there's there was no need for it for them. Mm. Like you see guys come to, I've seen guys come to interviews with just like a regular button up on and a tie and some jeans and some Jordans. Mm. Like that's, that's their dress up because they don't own any mm. shoes and they're not, they're not taught like, you know, this is how like, I, I was listening to you talk about the people that you have coming in for your interviews and I was like, were you not taught that this is how mm. you're supposed to dress? Exactly. Well, that's something yeah, like you're not like you not, nobody ever told you like you know when you do this and that like a, a funeral uh a big conference thing. or something like you know you dress this way like it's you not know what business casual is you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you not know what black tie is like all this and whatever yeah because when i was going there we had um we would have like cotillions mm-hmm. And so, like, you'd have to go through, like, the whole process of the cotillion from, yeah. like, interviewing, That's from, like, funny. learning how to set a plate, like, on the dinner forks and everything, yeah. how to yeah. sit down, yeah. how to walk into a room and have yeah. presents and, like, you know, things like that. I don't think they do things like that anymore because the neighborhoods, some neighborhoods have gotten really dangerous or there's nobody there to continue well, to putting it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say things like. You want us to have a class from my bathroom? Like that? That's very important mm-hmm. for the next generation because mm-hmm. if we look at Generation Z, Lord be with them. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that's a different, that's a different little, kind of people. For them, like, that's a different kind of folks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, they don't. They're not gonna have that stuff that we had. We barely had it getting out. Yeah, but, we've been nearly stopped cursing. I mean, it's just. Huh? It, I said, oh, cursing. I just said cursing. I'm like, That's a part of professionals. I think we will. That's an English. That's thing. their first language is curse word, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Curse. I said that. We, I thought you, you said cursive. Yes, you said cursive. I thought you said cursing. Oh, no, no, no. I was like, nah, girl, this girl's about you. Where you at? Oh, no, no. You went to Jackson Boy, you should know. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm talking about cursive. They don't know cursive. They're just stopping all these things. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, we definitely were taught, like, out. Just kind of, like, like I said, everything, all teaching should start in the home. Like, mm-hmm. you train the child up in the household. But it was like, you think about it, like, what if they, their parents didn't even know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, how far bad. does this even trickle down? Like, you know, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all really not know what it's like. But I wanted to switch it up and ask, like, how do you guys feel about being a Black professional in the workplace? Like, do you feel mm-hmm. out of place? Or actually... What kind of people do you work with? Like, do you work with a predominantly white or predominantly black um, setting? Speaking for myself, I work alone. So it's just like, it's just me and the animals that I work with. And I I feel like I'm in a predominantly white dominated field. Okay. So it's mm. like. And what is your field? I am a professional pet stylist. All right. Um, All right. Dog. LLC. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that's known. <laughs> um, and I've done it for, it'll almost be nine years. Yeah, I've been a groomer for eight oh, years. And it's a white-dominated career. Like, people to this day, they're like, coming to the shop, they're like, oh, this black girl? like, yeah. I was about to ask, because you said you work alone. So then think about your clients. Like, do you feel that you get certain clients that may kind of... Well, no, I'm just saying, like, do you think like they treat you different? I think oh, I get that. The clients, like, the people. Well, she said predominantly black. Feel, like, like the people feel. that feel, work like, like the people, people that do the same thing. Who do the same thing as me are white. Like, I mean, oh, gotcha. Like, okay, I thought she said something. Yeah. I was talking about the clients. Okay. Oh, no, like, it's a... It's a pretty much like 50 50 honestly um mm. i think they're i've never ex mm, let me not say that because i have experienced racism within my career field mm-hmm. where people be like oh 
they'll be like, oh, my dog is racist. I'm like, how the hell is your what? dog racist? <laughs> like, dogs don't see in. color for one. Let's start there. But I'm just like, your dog is racist. I've had a woman refuse to have her dog groomed by me because she said the dog was racist. And okay, honey, you racist. And so she was with another groomer. And when she left, this dog was the most loving thing to everybody. And he was like, so you have the issue. Yeah. And so you don't want a black person touching your dog. Got you. And she was banned from this. This is when I worked for corporate. Oh, she, she was banned. banned. Okay. She was banned from stuff like, like that's clear racism. I was going to ask about that. Like, how did they handle her? Okay. So that's good. Cause she got mm-hmm. pissed because um, even though, like, I don't think it was another girl who I believe, uh, what was her word? Um, I was try- I'm trying to think about what her uh, ethnicity was. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't white. And she was just handing her her papers to check out. And she, like, completely lost it. Like, she was like, I'm just giving you, going over your progress report, giving you your invoice so you can go pay it after that shit. But she, like, lost her shit, like, going off. And they're like, damn, she didn't even groom your dog. Like, what is your problem? But it's like, you have an issue. You know, the paperwork, she interacted with her. Yeah, she's like, she had an issue that she was just even speaking to her. Like, she was beneath her for even talking to her. It's like, girl. Like, oh, my God, this black lady or this um, other ethnicity person that's not white yeah pretty much like um so that happens and then you have some people like i used to work in carry town so i've had some people kind of like think they out they could talk um be condescending towards me Mm -hmm. and i would check that at the door i'm like first of all you're not going to tell me how to do my job i've been doing this for a number of years i went to school for this so you you don't know more than me i don't care what google tells you you don't you don't know more than me, nor can you do what I do. You can pick up a pair of clippers and shears and think you can do create the artwork that I create, and you can't. So you need me more than I need you. Sure. <laughs> so let's get that straight. Um, so I just think like working in a field where it's like, yeah, like not a lot of people of color do this type of job, it's already like a, oh. Black girl grooming dogs. I never thought that we would be doing nothing like that, but it's like um because Why I work the color on it. That's the part. Because when you think about, and I hate to say it, but it's due to a lack of education behind animals as well, um, where there's a stigma stereotype that some owners who are typically of the brown, black nationality um, are not as bad as not are not as like good dog owners as people who are white, um, based off of like keeping up with their health, keeping up with their grooming, keeping up with just basic like nutrients or stuff like that. Like it's a stigma that, oh, black people don't know that much about animals than more than what white people do. Mm-hmm. So there is that stigma that there is that stigma that's out there. And working in the field is like you could tell um the lack of education due to the different colors. Johnny, what kind of office do you work in? Um, I have to say, I thought it was more white, but I think it's become more like a 50-50 in a way, especially with the recent hires. Um, So, I mean, our like culture and our like, the way that the office is set up, it's like they want a relaxed atmosphere with these clients and patients. Like, you know, we don't, like we can wear like, I've seen some people wear shorts in the summertime, but we can have like, we can wear like jeans and we can have like t-shirts and whatnot. I mean, of course it still has to be appropriate, but, um, but yeah, it's very relaxed. I mean, I still, you know, be mindful to, you know, make sure I keep up my professionalism, which we, you know, do talk about, but I guess the owner, his thing is like, you know, we don't have to be like in a business suit to work with these clients. Like they're not, they don't really care how we're dressed. Mm-hmm. In a way, they just want the help, which I can see it from his standpoint. Because even sometimes when people look too like starchy or like you know I'm in my you know three piece suit or whatever, they can be like you know is this person really gonna be able to help me? Like they just look like they just so far you know beyond what I'm going through or whatever. So I can see from that standpoint. I mean sometimes I do still dress up like a business casual or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's how our office is set up. Yeah. About the black and white ratio. <laughs> oh yeah, the black. That I already said about the half and the half. But I mean, no. But like, have you ever felt like you had to like 
change up or code switch or anything. I think in previous jobs I have, I felt like I had to like be um just more like proper, I guess. Even though that I mean I'm already kinda like in a way like that just naturally. Mm-hmm. But you still have to be like <laughs> you still have to watch what you say and watch what you do. Because right. like the top, usually like the people that's in the top positions, they would be white. And so it's just like I just feel like they had a lot of control over like the company. Now I work for myself. Like previously, I could be super lax with my clientele because like we build personal relationships. It's like I have a relationship with you and I have a relationship with your dog. Um, so it's like I don't go full blown like, oh, like what's good? My like, <laughs> no. like nothing like that. But it's like, hey, girl, how you doing? How your parents? Like mm-hmm. it could be on some casual conversation. I have clients who will stick in the shop. They'd be my last appointment who will stick in the shop. They'll stay there 20, 30 minutes. I had one client, she stayed a whole hour after her appointment. We were just in there talking, just in there cracking up, laughing and stuff like that. So my relationship with my clientele is like, it's like a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So you know how you be with your hair. Y'all, you just talk about anything, any and everything. It's kind of like that with my dog. Like, except it's just animal based. Like we just talking about their dogs, their dogs, temperament, blah, 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 blah. Like, so I could be like, uh, da, 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 but I ain't never going to be in there like cussing with my clients or, you know, just full blown, just unprofessional but i feel like when i interact with them i am more enthusiastic even though the dogs kind of naturally make me that way like i get excited when i see dogs like, oh, the baby or something like that but it's just like it's more chipper it's more happy it's more like ah hi you guys versus like i could just be feeling like oh i'm so freaking tired oh two more dogs and they're like oh my next like hey girl like it's just like that energy just kind of burst into the atmosphere but it's like it's not faking it or like code switching necessarily it's just like do your job um as far as me i feel like the job that i'm at now and i've only been there three weeks um definitely a predominantly white office um but I don't feel anything different. Like it, it just, it feels very natural. I feel like there's no tension or issues there as far as anything racial. I will say it feels great because where I came from, uh, me being in management, I was always the only black one at the table. Um, I feel like also being a female was a big thing. Um, And being a Black female in general, where I used to work, was just very difficult at times. I felt like I either, according to these people in their head, I don't know what I'm talking about, or because I'm a woman, I can't run this department. You get upset, and you're the... The angry Black black woman. woman. That was one thing that I had to struggle with often. (laughs) Um, I felt like because I spoke my mind, I was always given that title. Um, I feel like sometimes it would be so bad to the point where I feel like I just spoke, I just told you how I felt. I didn't even get mad or yell or angry. But it's the fact that I stood up for myself. It's the fact that I stood up for myself. Chick-fil-A, like I don't have that problem now. I work in a predominantly white office there. Like I'm the only black person in the office, but the whole maintenance staff is black. So I mean I guess it's down to that. But I'm the only black one in the office now. But when I was at Chick-fil-A, like the cultural disconnect between white people and black people there was so vast. Like it was just like like I'll never forget one time like we were me and another girl were talking about our natural hair and curls and all that stuff. And I was like, oh when is your um wash day? She was like, oh, I kind of do it like every week and a half to two weeks and i was like oh, okay um and so that somebody a white person overheard us and was like you only take showers every two weeks and we were like what are you talking about <laughs> like no we're talking about washing our hair every two weeks not actually physically washing our body he was like well well how do you get in the shower without getting your hair wet i was like have you never heard of a shower cap <laughs> like <laughs> what the- I was that's when I really knew I was like, okay, there's there's a vast disconnect here. Like you don't know anything about another race outside of yourself. Like 
what, just what did you what did you think and then like anytime like i would stand in for myself like you said or get upset because like the, i have a problem to me with white men or men in general like yelling in my face mm. or like talking down to me in a derogatory tone they were they were just terrible at that and then they just thought that you just were supposed to take it and i was just like fuck that I'm not taking that. You yelling at me, I'm yelling back. Mm. Like, we're going to be yelling at each other. But I was always the only one to get in trouble. Well, you should control how you... I was like, okay, I'm not going to control what they're not controlling. This is supposed to be the top person in the business, mm. like right underneath the owner. And he's banging on the shoots, wanting food, and he's yelling at me. And I'm just like, you know what? Do, 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 clock out, because I, I don't need to be here. Mm. So, like, if y'all not going to treat me right, I'm out. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's just weird. That's like anywhere I go. But, like, just the the whole disconnect like black people were literally like little like sprinkles like mm-hmm. there was not really any black people it was you know up in short pump you had these white privileged kids mm-hmm. that parents you know making like six figures they drive in 2020 hummers to work mm-hmm. and you know things like that they have no idea what it's like to actually work mm-hmm. they have they think they just can come in and do whatever they want to whatever extra money right and you don't need just gas money. money like you don't even really need it you just your parents just want you it's to know what it's like to make a dollar really quick <laughs> or whatever but like it was just so condescending the way these people would talk to you and treat you and if you got upset how they would how they would literally look at me like the angry black woman because I spoke on what y'all not willing to speak on. So th- I'm not a puss. Like I'm gonna speak on it. That's so crazy for me because it's like um with my last job, I would say I was probably one of less than five within their whole entire company and they have like several locations throughout mm-hmm. Virginia. So it was just like there was such a huge disconnect because I'm like, you are privileged white people and I'm a black girl from the hood like and you have no idea like one of the most condescending things that was said to me by one of the owners is that I don't see color Uh, and I'm like hey you don't this this was like straight up during the whole Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. and so I'm like you saying that just shows me that you don't see the issue with what's happening in the world so -hmm. therefore I'm like you're going to tell me as a white man you don't see the differences in society between you and me a black female are you kidding me are you kidding me so it's just like the like you said the disconnect that brews between just like our cultures our lifestyles everything is just so different and like when i was the one like i'm the only one who was if it was something that really bothered me everyone would just be like okay we understand we get it and i'm the only one that's like no i got an issue with that like but i'm gonna be the only one that's speaking on the issue and it's like behind the scenes everybody's like i'm so glad you stood up for us but i'm like where the fuck was y'all antennas when i needed backup that's what i can't say like don't tell me all right that moves i'm not free in you can and can't say like you said so it's like when you around um 
just people who are the same color of you, you know, there are things that they can connect with you more on, more so than someone of a different race. I agree. I think uh, I agree that it's easier to talk to, of course, someone um, of the same race or color or definitely gender at times. Um, but one thing that I felt like I had to learn is to be able to talk to anyone and any demographic, any age range, just because, especially if you're in management, the biggest thing is you want to make sure you don't show any type of favoritism. You don't show, you know, that granted, I may not relate to you on whatever situations you're going through, but I'm still your manager and I'm still here to support you with whatever I need to support you with. Mm -hmm. um, I'll definitely say I've seen situations where uh, people act differently when they're around their, the person of the same color or, you know, of the same gender. Um, I try my hardest to make sure when I'm in a professional setting, I'm going to treat everybody the same, you know, like granted, yeah, I may have my best friend here and I'm laughing and I'm joking with her while we're at work. You know, I can easily just be professional and laugh and joke with you as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that a lot of people don't realize that in the workplace, I feel like you're constantly being looked at, regardless of if it's your manager or your associates. You know, you have to set an example at all times. So, something that was very big for me. What's another one? Um, I had something else I'll say. But I can't remember. As far as like um, another thing that I feel like is very important when we get back into um, young African-Americans and just, just, I'd say the younger generation in general, like just taking race completely out of it. I feel like a lot of people um, don't realize what should be said or what is really marketable, what is really um, going to make that employer want you for the position. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like I was saying in the beginning, I definitely had some, and I appreciated the honesty, you know. I'm, I'm glad you told me that you fought your last manager. That's awesome. Yeah, that's but you cool. won't be working here. Yeah. Um, I think it's something where people don't realize that the way you answer means so much as far as your future here with this company. Regardless, I only have maybe 10 to 15 minutes to say if I want to hire you or not. So make those 10 to 15 minutes like the most and be sure to not give too much information in situations. Mm. Um, I've been told, you know, well, I can't work this, that, and the third because I have custody and on the weekends, I have to be there for my child. That's nice. That's understandable. I just feel like that's not something we need to really get into. During the interview. Because you, you don't even have the job. Right. Right. Secure the job. Then figure like, out the skip. You know, the bag. Yeah, get the bag first. But at the same time, you know, are you not going to be dedicated to working here on the weekends? Like, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to be consistent. Yeah, are you going to be consistent? I think it's you, Alyssa, because people are so comfortable talking to you. People are very I have never had anybody in an interview tell me something like that. Now, I have had people that, like, look down, don't make eye contact with you, don't smile, don't look vibrant. I'm like, you're going to be working at the register talking to people. Are you going to yeah. be able to handle that? <laughs> right. Maybe it is me. I will definitely say I, because when I come into an interview, I'm like, how was your day? Oh, that's awesome. How was the ride in? <laughs> okay. Was it too much traffic? What's the weather looking like out there? You're very oh, personable. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. personable. I just want to get that. Like, oh, she cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> Ma'am, yes. did you forget where we are? I'm like, did you just oh, lose all your professionalism? Like, I mean, that you... I honestly, I want people to that's understand. That's how quick you're with the guests. 
I want people to understand, like, granted, I want to be personable and I want you to talk to me, mm-hmm. but I also want you to understand professionalism. You're all you're going for a job regardless of if I made you comfortable or not. Mm-hmm. If you get that comfortable, you just know me for what 10, 15 minutes. How do I know what you're gonna do but when you work here? No, that's yeah. real. Well, they get you wrong. Right. <laughs> like dapping up the customers and I'm like, all right, yeah. yeah. That's boy. Because I like I pride myself on customer service. Mm-hmm. And it's like the customer is not always right. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to kill that like stigma, whatever you want to call it. But it's like, no. What we are going to do is provide great service, like mm-hmm. every step Incorrect. of the way. I don't care if they're angry, mad, this and this and that, blah, 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 blah. We're going to diffuse the situation and come to a, a good resolution. Right, right. I feel like that's another thing that I would love to teach people. Conflict about. resolution? Yeah, conflict resolution is a one. big thing that I feel like a lot of our associates before we train them would kind of like all right well my manager's right here that would frustrate me if i'm a customer like we trained our associates to handle the issues we gave them like empowered to do whatever you need to to make this person feel better because mm-hmm. if i have to sit here i now gotta explain the whole situation to you because you're the manager like i'm i'm annoyed now like mm-hmm. oh you just keep passing back mm-hmm. the information mm-hmm. i feel like the biggest thing for us was training our associates in how to respond mm-hmm. to a, or what's, what's the word, disarm someone who's very upset. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing for us because that's what you do, honestly, all day in the hotel. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't tell you like how, like that training in itself is so important because you can't always put it on the manager all the mm-hmm. time. What if the manager's unavailable? What's the manager's day off? Like you gonna call the manager at home, like, hey, we got a situation. I remember my last job. There was a situation where this customer was going off. And in her right, like she had every right to go off. I'm in the back uh, working on the client, and I have to go put my client up to go defuse the situation because nobody on the floor. I was like, put your client up. Oh, yeah. Because nobody knew how to handle this woman. And granted, they were trying to stamp her as the angry black woman. But I'm like, she has every right to be upset because she's being Hmm. overlooked in this store by a bunch of white people. Like she has mm-hmm. every right to be upset. They were calling district managers and everybody, every other. So she's like, well, I want to know who's in charge in here right now. The lead couldn't defuse it. The other associates couldn't defuse it. The people on the phone couldn't defuse it. Here I am. This ain't even my job. But as another black person, I intervene. I'm like, ma'am, what is going on? What's the situation? How can I make it better? And they were like offering her a whole bunch of free stuff. It's like, ma'am, if you want the service done, you can get it done for free. This, this and that. She was like, no, no, no. I'm going to pay her because she was the only person who could come out here and do her job well. And like, it got crazy. I'm just like, this woman didn't even write reviews on y'all. I'm talking about a bunch of, I'm like, she going in, like she going in and y'all have no way to fixing the issue. And y'all are wrong. All of y'all are wrong in my eyes and in her eyes as well. So I'm like, you can't be upset with her for her, for her being upset when y'all drop the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, at this point, kiss her ass. Yes. To, to make it better because she deserved the great service firsthand. Like, but it's like a lot of people just be like, oh, well, let me get a manager for you. Or, oh, let me call somebody who's a, above my pay grade. Like, this above my pay grade or like, you know, whatever it may be. But it's just like, bro, like, know how to talk to people. Yeah. Know how to interact with people of oh, all yeah. different backgrounds. That's, Not- that's the key right there, knowing how to talk and interact with different people of, like to Culturally handle those At some point, Everyone is a customer. Mm-hmm. Like everybody mm-hmm. has to go through like a customer phase and knowing how to be professional. Like you would want somebody to be professional with you when you're upset. Everybody's gotten upset with something. So knowing how to handle that is and handle yourself is an important without getting upset back with the person. Mm-hmm. And culturally, being culturally sensitive, um, we've taken a, a few courses online with that. I think it'd be better if it was in person. But I think every job should have a cultural, like a cultural competence, like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. training. I mean, we're dealing with different people, not just black and white, but I mean, could be Indian, could be Asian. Mm-hmm. I mean, could be people from Pacific Africa. Like, you, like know? you know, so it's like, not that we're going to say, oh, this is a so-and-so, I'm going to act this way. Like, just be how to just interact with people in general. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very important. People come from different cultures, they have different norms. So it's like, your norm is not necessarily another person's norm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
oh, this it, this pissed me off so bad. Again, my old job. This was the, like another like situation. Where I'm just like, mm, y'all. I ain't gonna say this on camera. I ain't gonna say this on here because <laughs> that's defamation of character. But some ain't right with y'all and dealing with other races. I'm just gonna say that because there was a situation where a young woman, she is of a Latina nationality um, and someone whose first language is Spanish comes into the store. They don't know English that well. So another individual is translating for them, but she speaks Spanish. So she's speaking to her in Spanish, like letting her know about the products versus telling her in English and then her telling her in Spanish, she's speaking to her in Spanish and the owners had an issue with that. They were like, no one should be speaking another language in the store. What? Yeah. So you would rather lose business because if you can't speak or at least, that's one thing that I'm learning now too is, you know, we have so many people who come in mm -hmm. and want to lease, but they don't- There's a language barrier. There's a big language barrier. And I just can't imagine myself losing out on money because I wouldn't sit there and find a translator mm -hmm. just to kind of talk mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my biggest thing. It's just, you know, you're about to lose maybe a person who really appreciated the fact that you tried to have a conversation with me, regardless mm -hmm. of if you actually talked it or you typed it up. Mm -hmm. You took the time to actually, actually sit here and, and try to provide a service. Exactly. And so I was just like, do y'all not know how bad that looks for y'all to put out a corporate thing to be like, no speaking other languages? So I was like, that's disrespectful as fuck for one, and it's also racist. Like, how would they feel? They went to another country. They said no speaking English. Girl, in and so store. that's my thing about just some <laughs> American culture in a whole. It's like we're entitled as hell. Cause I'm like, I'm better than everyone. No, not everybody speaks English. Mm -hmm. Think like, think about everybody of, of like different cultures. Like not even different cultures who, who come from different places who speak multiple languages. But your your only language that you know is English. You're the ignorant one. Right. They speak three, four languages, and you speak one, and you're upset because they're not speaking in the language that you speak. Get mm. out, of, like, get over yourself. I can't believe they even said that. Like, girl, they said it, and if I, that, I, I feel like that gotta be against some type of law. Girl, like, it's discrimination. It's discrimination. Okay. And I'm just like, like you know how many languages there are in this whole world? I mean, girl. there's hundreds, probably thousands, and you're talking about no other speaking languages in this store. Like, girl, that jump pissed me off so bad. They actually put a sign on. No, they sent out like through the managers and was like a policy they was trying to implement. I was like, y'all awesome. took that email right on to Girl. The Girl. <laughs> yes, I would report it. I would report it. Straight up. But they damn policies, like printout thing, said no RBF. Who is that? Rest in this phrase. Oh. In your policies, you say no RBF. This must not be a very professional company. <laughs> like, Making all yeah, these kind of rules. How like can that. you tell somebody how their face looks? Right. First of all, we had all had on masks. First of all, how the freak you know what my face looks like under my mask? Like, but okay. Yeah, no RBF. Girl, I find that picture. They put in a manual. They, they put, <laughs> girl, one in a manual was posted in the store. And I was just like, this isn't. And on the like little language. Like, what was it called? Uh, Talk about being professional, girl. Very unprofessional. Like very unprofessional. Like, could not address you specifically if this they had is the same an issue. Company that like came in and like fired you on your last day or something. Yeah. Oh, they, I got fired when I put in my resignation. You guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> girl, that's hilarious. Now you got an LLC. She got an LLC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, someone's better. Girl, That's I saw them okay. at the event. I volunteered that on Friday. And I know they saw me because I was right at the entrance door. Like, I was like. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. They're going to reap. Karma will come bite them in the they ass. They definitely will. And it's just like, y'all right. try, <laughs> try to act like good people. But everyone who's ever worked for you knows the real. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> that is mm -hmm. really unfortunate. I cannot believe that. Yeah, I'm glad you got out there. LLC. LLC. Gotta Girl, that's a good. Got it. Everybody's gonna come up for real though. Woo. We done been through it. New that's jobs, it. new that's careers, it. new jobs. Nothing yeah. nonprofits. Got yeah. the LLC. Got the podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the beauty that you get to do it the way that you want to do it and handle mm -hmm. it in a way that you feel is professional, that you feel is like comfortable for you and for your for your clientele. Right. 
So mm. big ups to us. Yeah. Damn shame. all right i feel like this is a good place to go ahead and close out this segment i really enjoy talking about this because um i'm gonna push alaya because i really want her to start this like class because i've seen alaya in action with her customer services it's probably quite good and her little professionalism all right now it is quite good don't put little in front of nothing okay yeah yeah, don't put little don't put little we gotta watch that her um professionalism her customer service is actually quite good mm-hmm. um she goes a little bit far for me but i, I like it <laughs> if i was a customer receiving it i would love it but i would i don't think i would be doing all that but um i love it um so what was it i think i was at your office somebody somebody was getting into it with the maintenance staff or something like that oh, yeah <laughs> yes. that was handled very well by you i would say but not yeah that. and that was another thing that i i know we're kind of closing out but what bothered me about that situation is I definitely feel like, and she was an African-American girl who came mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. a big thing was you have, not to give too many details, because I mean, just in case anybody knows where I work, but you have these two um, white leadership members who aren't respecting the information that you're giving them. Mm. You know, it's not so much about pest control, it's more about the way this person talked to me. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying, okay, I understand that that was an issue. We need to get that rectified. You're you're defending him and why he talked to her that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I was getting frustrated. I'm not a manager at any point in time at that place. But at that point, I'm like, all right, we just going to stop all this talking. And I told her, I'll, I'll take care of her. And my biggest thing was just Y'all aren't even listening to her. It's not so much about, you know, the fact that there was an issue with bugs. It's the way this person talked to her. her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over, to me, it was like over a kind of like a mistake I witnessed it. So I was like, it just seemed like it was like an honest mistake. And she just like, if the customer is saying that they were talked to in a, in a, in a aggressive manner like to me I, I definitely understand where she was coming from because first of all you're talking to me aggressively and you're a man at my home exactly um you don't forget like where we mm-hmm. work like for me in LA where we work you literally work at someone's home mm-hmm. like this is where they live and so you're working there so like for you to go to someone's home and be aggressive if you came to my home right now like you where am I on my street <laughs> right it'll be a problem right. so like yeah, don't do that. Like, or just respect what she said. Like, you know, I apologize. That would have diffused the situation altogether, mm-hmm. whether you meant it or not. Like, to her face, you're just like, it was just, it was terrible. But yeah. People don't like when you get stern, too, with them. You can be still respectful. She was, on, she was on it, too. She came up with her um, wig braids out, too. I was like, Ooh, ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready to fight the maintenance man. See now he had had done something. Nobody's gonna start beating up no maintenance man. (laughs) Nobody's gonna start doing that. You did something. Because again, like I said, these two members of leadership were not taking care of the situation. She turned to me and was like, "Next time, I'm gonna mace him." Yeah, because then that's gonna her. get then, then it's gonna get to another right. way that they gonna have to redraw right. off the property. Right. We don't Talk want that. Right. But she came in there. When she came in there, she wasn't on ten. Like she got she was, to ten. She got to yeah. ten. She was maybe like a three. You know, yeah. hey, I have an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I feel like at that point you're looking for someone to understand what you're saying mm-hmm. and take what you're saying seriously. But the moment yeah, you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. and then the moment she was like, "Well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna condone what you did." Like, yeah, and that's, that's when the she thing. Started turning up because she's like, "Are you saying it's okay that he came in my yeah, home?" Because I'm being disrespected, like I'm not okay. Because I burn all this shit down. <laughs> yeah, I will move my stuff out. Because that was the last thing they went. I know this for a fact. Like they, they don't want them to go to court for now. Right. Because corporate, they corporate. By the time they get to corporate, if somebody lost their job. Right. <laughs> y'all, y'all got too much stuff going on here for somebody to go to corporate about something so small. You could have handled it in house. Right. Exactly. Why couldn't it just be handled in house? It's a simple. Right. You need to just show her how to use the app. Exactly. That's what they got offered to do. That I offered to do that. I also because. Understand if I'm living somewhere and I think she lives by herself, this grown man coming to my door, he's in my apartment, 
very aggressively speaking mm. to me. I don't want this man coming back. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Like, so, you know, he's no longer welcome like, in my home. Like, okay, I don't care if, if he is the only man that you better hire somebody new. Because he yeah. didn't come up in here. Because they do have to come to the home. I'm telling you, all she had to do was go. I almost whispered. <laughs> that's how I'd be like that's all, that's all she would have had to have done and they would have been on her, on her heels and was like I said what it's like I said what I said now. you heard me I said I'll make them <laughs> I was like I'm not even adding to the girl you know what I'm saying quick to report back quick to report no she had them straight back um, <laughs> set it off braids oh yeah uh, <laughs> say what they notice about each other as a strength I think it's important to be encouraging in this sisterhood and like just continue to grow and let somebody know because they may not see it themselves what you see that they are doing that is awesome to each okay. person or just randomly to each person okay oh for each oh my okay yeah. I'll start I was gonna pick somebody um Joy I would say your resilience oh, I, um, I think that you work hard and even though you may fall into certain periods of time where things may not be like going the way that you kind of expect them to it's like you don't give up like you just be like I'm going to keep working towards it um Johnny I would say weirdly don't laugh she, no, she, she did this like look around like weirdly I would say because this is the topic your professionalism I mm-hmm. think that you are a great businesswoman. um it's definitely something to look Oh, girl, you're not trying, you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's definitely something to be commendable and to look up to um, and just be like, yeah, girl, I'm trying to get where you are with mm-hmm. this, like, scheduling, with the nonprofit, mm-hmm. you know, just, I applaud it. Miss Alea. So I don't know, y'all may not know this, but me and Alea just met, like, how long ago? Months ago, Months actually. Ago? Yeah. But not like That's talking cool. like that. Like, right, right. The first time we've been getting to know each other. So I would right. say like two months. I'd later. say Johnny and Shanice, I've only known for a few months. Yeah. I haven't known Alea that long, but I love Alea's personality. Alea's personality, it's like quirky mm-hmm. and quirky, but it's so fun. Like, I makes you laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like you're not gonna be around Ale and not have a good laugh. Like <laughs> you are definitely gonna get you to giggling. Like, you're not gonna be around Ale without having a good laugh. And it's just like even at points of times, even if it's on some like people make feel like, oh, it's low energy or negative energy. I'm like, I'm gonna kiki. Like <laughs> uh, I'm gonna uh. kiki or whatever she got to say. So I'm having a good time whenever I'm around you. So. That makes me feel special. Uh, oh, you said something about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will start with Janet. Uh, <laughs> Janet, she's so cute. Oh, Lord. Um, well, for honestly, both you ladies, because again, it's not like. I've known, and okay, so let me correct. Mm-hmm. I've definitely known you more than a few months. Yeah. Yes, definitely know you more than a few months. But I will definitely say we've not like had conversations more in depth where one on one and I get mm-hmm. to know you. Same with Shanice. I don't know you ladies on such a deep, deep level. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I do know, um, one thing that I do admire about both you ladies, like your nonprofit business. And then you, of course, just making that leap and starting your own business. That's something mm-hmm. I've always been scared to do. Um, so I definitely admire the fact that, you know, you're going so hard for your nonprofit business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you may not seem like you got time for the ladies, but I understand. <laughs> I understand, sure. girl. You got to do it. <laughs> you got Johnny. to do it. Johnny. It's it's the I try to spread my little ways amongst the people. I can't respect if I didn't. I was not Right, right. I don't keep the people wondering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said what it is. I said what I said. And 
Shanice, for you, I just feel like you have a lot of strength. Like, a lot of strength. Like, when I think about, you know, me talking about addiction and where you are with yours now and, you know, you making this whole big change and really, of course, committing yourself more to God. And then just... In general, like the whole me get, I'm gonna I'm I'm do my business. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, like all of that takes strength. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. big thing that I'm just like, dang, I wish I could. You can be one like that. You can. Um, you can and then, Joy, one thing I will always love, you get on my last with it. Uh-huh. But one thing I will definitely say is you really do truly like care in your relationship so much the fact that where. When I am like, I don't feel like talking about that today. She be all right. I know she a little upset. You won't let it go like that. You um, you are very big on if there's an issue in the relationship, let's make it work. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Like we shouldn't. I feel like it's kind of almost on that. You know, you should never go to bed angry type situation. And it's something that I struggle with sometimes. Sometimes I just want to talk about it. But you know, I got an attitude. Joy won't let it be that way. And I I really admire it because I don't, I'm a little nonchalant to where I don't feel like talking about it right now. So I'm going to just let it go. That's all day long. I feel that energy enough. (laughs) <laughs> since we are running out of time with that long money, but, um, oh, I still gotta go. Yeah, we still got two more to do. Me and you. So, <laughs> um, I would say for John A. That's what I thought it was going. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That would be a lot. Yeah. Person. No, but not this long. But we're taking up time. Anywho, John A., I like the fact that you, like, you operate in, like, kind of, like, secret almost. Until you pop out, and then it's just like <laughs> boom, I'm here. Like I got this going on, and I just like that. Me, I like that. I like the fact that you just you handle your business first, mm-hmm. and then you come out and you pop out with your stuff, whatever. And it's been very successful for you. And I'm I'm looking to camp wait to see what else you got brewing because I know you got some brewing that we don't know about. Um, <laughs> for Shanice, I would say your confidence is to the roof or through the roof. Really? So I absolutely love that about you. I feel like you just you living in your skin and that's just how it is. I love that. Mm-hmm. I live. What I would say about you is I like the the what you're doing for your family. Like I love the fact that, you know, you're taking head on some situations that you should be operating with another individual, but it's not happening. But you go for the gusto anyway. Like you're going to take care of your child, doing everything that you possibly can do. Like you are a really good mom to um, Jameson and he's lucky to have you. And I just see like the growth from way back then to now. And I just, I love that for you. I think that you are going yeah, it's the girl for me. Mm-hmm. I think that you're doing everything. I never want you to think that you're not doing everything you can for James because you are. Thank you. Don't cry. Um, Johnny, one minute left. Oh, God. Okay, so for Joy, I will say the, um, I like the time management, even though she be getting on us, <laughs> but I just think that that makes, like, who Joy is. Like, she wants things to be you know, in order and on time. And I think that we all, you know, maybe could practice that even when the more like important things like getting to where we got to be because, you know, people look at that we're late. It's like that may not be a good reflection on us. So I think that that's very commendable, Joy. It's helping us to Yo. keep ourselves on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Alea, I was in the dedication um, to your field or your job. You really want to make people, you know, happy or comfortable when they come into your, you know, place of business or whatnot. So I just think that, you know, that's really commendable of you because I'm pretty sure they appreciate it. Everybody wants good customer service and how you go above and beyond what I hear is, you know, <laughs> it's really amazing because not, not a lot of people would do that. They'll just do they the bare minimum. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's why she moved on to better. Um, but, and then for Shanice, I will say developing that business for you, I think that's awesome. Like, you know, we're all striving to do more for ourselves and, you know, taking that leap of faith of like working for yourself. That's huge. 
you know, because it's no, it's not for the faint heart, you know, Listen. they say, you know, to run your own business. No so, days off, y'all. No days off. Yeah, no days off. <laughs> so just, you know, being committed and building that business to where you want it to be, that's really like, really great. Love y'all. We love you too. <laughs> well, guys, that is the end of our show. It? Are we going to do it? So, guys, don't forget to follow us <laughs> on Facts. Guys, don't forget to follow us on Facts Not Fiction underscore podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to catch our new episodes airing every Friday at 3 p.m. And, guys, Shanice wants to do something really corny. So, <laughs> on that note, Bye. 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 <laughs> that was good. Oh, Y'all started laughing. That was good. All right, guys. It's been real, but for real. Bye. 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 I want to hear it. Please.